Hello there. This is Barb and Vicki G. A mother and daughter separated for 30 years. In reunion and writing a book together. Welcome to our podcast, Stronger in the Broken Places. Imagine sharing your deepest secrets. Every week with your closest relative. Messy? Yeah. Life-changing? Most definitely. Hi, Vicki. Hey, Barb. Can you believe it? <laughs> this is our last podcast of the season. Our very first season. Yeah. We had some really great questions from our listeners. I know. We have a small but mighty group. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to answer our listener questions, and then we're going to talk about season two. Sounds great to me. I'll start with the first question. Fire away. If the agency came back... And let you know that I was not adopted out. What do you think you would have done? I'm sure I would have immediately come back to get you. I've thought about this a lot. Even if I couldn't fly there, I would have driven back to get you. And I think there's a quality in my parents, a positive quality that would have come out when they realized that you had been left alone and they would have seen that was wrong. Um, I think imagining you adopted by a nice couple was neat and clean in a box, you know, for them. But to have gotten Mm -hmm. that news, um, I definitely would have, would have gone and get, gotten you. And I think my mother, I can imagine living with my brother and my brothers and sister in that small apartment with you there too. And I think it would have brought out the best in everyone instead of us all feeling pain about our own issues after the divorce. We would have had the hope of a new baby and someone who needed us to be our best selves. That question breaks my heart. Yeah. The other day, one of my coworkers brought her new baby in to work. They sat in the corner and she nursed him. I realized in that moment that I have always thought about myself only in relation to this question. And I didn't really consider what it did to you to never be able to hold your baby and have that experience. We were both robbed of that, I feel. I I guess I was never, it was never going to be easy with me. That was just the path. So you were not married, so even if you'd kept me, it would have been different and difficult for the time. And then when I came out with my cleft lip and palate, uh, you wouldn't have been able to nurse me. They didn't know how to help mothers with that stuff back then. They, they've gotten a lot better. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been that beautiful bonding, even if you decided to keep me. It would have been It could hard. have held you. Even if I had to feed you with a special bottle or something, I could have been holding you. (laughs) You're right. You're right. 
But if but the question was, what if they'd found out? If you found out that the family didn't want yeah. me, and I, I wish I could say differently, but I still carry resentment for towards the, that family, those families that they said no, even though I realize it got me my mom and dad, and my life is much better with them. I still. I still haven't been able to put down those feelings of resentment. And if you had come back and gotten me, that would have been my story too, is that you gave me away, no one wanted me, and then you came back. So that would have been complicated. So um, it's it's messy. Painful, <laughs> no and, matter what. Yeah, and I, and I do feel... I don't, I don't like to think of myself as a victim. And I realize that my journey has made me who I am, but it is hard to reconcile that families didn't want me and that the social worker kind of gave up. And that's, that's hard. I don't know how I will ever reconcile that feeling of deep rejection yeah and that's just the truth I wish it was a different truth yeah <laughs> it's not something I think about a lot but it's it, I feel like I owe you my honest answer well, that's uh, thank you for your honesty and I think it's 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 beautiful to hear the truth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really wow <laughs> Because things get washed over so frequently. And how can we learn and do better in the future if we don't look at the truth? I have a question for you. How has reunion changed your life? It healed a place in me, a dark place in me that felt rejected by you. So that that was the most profound impact. Mm -hmm made me feel more beloved, confident, and at peace. Mm. And that flowed into everything. For me, it's been life-changing as well. I didn't know hiding my feelings about you and your existence and the year I spent pregnant with you, how that had affected me so deeply until I started searching for you. Releasing that has lightened me so much, and it taught me that I could be myself and be accepted. Having you in my life, you're such a loving force. I just, I don't know how I survived without you. So I thank you for being in my life. Aww. <laughs> wow. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right. Um, so ready? Next question. Okay. There have been some painful moments that we've both talked about. How has reflecting and remembering these painful moments affected you now? Hmm. A mixed bag. It's been very healing in a way 
but it's also, yes, it's painful digging them up and then especially writing the book or even just discussing them with you. I've had to dig deeper and deeper to really get at the core. And I think that combined with being so isolated during COVID has kind of put me in a borderline depression almost, uh, a place of really feeling a heaviness. But at the same time, it's a releasing too. You know, it's, it's both. How about you? As much as writing the book was hard, I just didn't think the podcast would be so challenging. It's been a bit confronting sometimes for me to realize that I still have so much to work on, so far to go, even though I feel like I've come so far. It's been terrifying to think about sometimes the book coming out and everyone knowing all of my secrets, yeah. you know, and, and so talking about it in the podcast, it's been an, an exercise in vulnerability and that's good. I agree with that. It is. It's, I think part of our journey as human beings is to find our authenticity and live it because each of us is unique in this world and each of us has something to bring that no one else does to make this a better place. Yeah. The follow-up question to that was, can therapy help your communication? Well, absolutely. Therapy is a good uh, practice ground for vulnerability. You're paying someone to listen to you. If you're dishonest with yourself or them in those therapy sessions, it's a waste of time and money. Uh. Another question, how, oh, this is so appropriate too. How do you maintain the balance between trusting others and being vulnerable, but still protecting yourself from being hurt? Mm. I enter friendships slowly and sit back and wait and listen and watch. And that has allowed me to I think open up um, maybe more slowly, but I'm not feeling like I'm opening up inappropriately. Whereas I used to just be grateful that someone would be my friend and I wouldn't always pick the best matches for friendships or I would give away all my power to the other person. And then, then that would inevitably be an unhealthy friendship. I was thinking about this the other day, how I did not was not allowed to believe in my own feelings, mm. my own intuition as a child. And I think that makes it difficult as an adult to have that inner voice. I really appreciate that I've learned to develop that as an adult. That's a nice transition to our next question, which is about self-care. And oh, what, do you, yeah. what do you do for yourself, for your self-care? The younger cynical version of me would just be gagging <laughs> because I, I now do affirmations and they really help. Good for you. Having a dog has been fantastic self-care because he does not tolerate skipping his walks. He will pull on my clothing, parade past me with a, with shoes, you know, pull laundry out of the hamper, whatever he needs to do to get me out <laughs> of the house. 
And I love that. I love that he is unrelenting in his <laughs> desire for a good long walk and also music. I have all these playlists and they're not all happy. Some are contemplative. Some are when I'm feeling sad, some when I'm feeling mad. Um, and I allow myself to feel all the range of feelings now. And that has really helped. That's great. How about you? What's your self-care? Well, I especially love your doggy <laughs> therapy. I think <laughs> it's so true. I have my four M's mm. meditation. I go to sleep with a meditation in the morning when I wake. And then move is the second uh-huh. one. I do some stretches before I get out of bed to, so that I don't feel like a, a former football player as I stagger <laughs> to the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> and then I call the third one muse. So it's my creative muse uh-huh. and my spirituality are all connected to being outside in nature. And my husband and I go for a walk every day and observe nature and breathe the air and, and feel, feel the air on our faces. And just, uh, I'm so joyful being mm-hmm. outside and appreciating that it's another beautiful day and I'm alive. Yeah. And then the fourth M is music. Yeah. I'm always listening to music or playing music. And now I am reading more research about music too. And that's just fascinating uh. to me. So yeah, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. We, it's a physical, spiritual, heart thing. Yeah. Taking care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I love that. All right. So a couple of rapid fire questions. Yeah. What's the most popular episode in season one? Do you know? I think it's We yes, Meet. We Meet. <laughs> yes. That's always been people's favorite story. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's my favorite, too. <laughs> and that was the second question. What is your favorite and why? Yeah, because it's kind of magical, Aww. I guess. A Disney girl growing up in the 50s, I believed in magic. Mm. That whole four years of searching for you, I lived in hope and expectation of goodness. And I felt doors opening before me with my every action. It it was a, definitely a magical yeah. time mm. for me. How about you? My favorite episode, well, I, I mean, of course we meet, but, <laughs> but I also really liked, can I be honest with you? That was the first time we talked about something that I didn't expect. So we had a real moment of, real insight during the podcast. And I think that's pretty magical. And that was, you like to be surprised. I do. (laughs) I didn't realize that doing the podcast would help me grow as a person. And that, I think that's what I liked about that. And when I realized, Oh my gosh, this is still unfolding (laughs) this relationship with you. And I, for that reason, I, I think it's my favorite because it's, 
can I be honest with you? Wow. Uh oh. <laughs> Buck, buckle up, baby. <laughs> and the the final rapid fire. What's in store for season two? Ooh, ooh. Yay! Yay. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how music connection and meditation have been so healing for us, and and what we're creating for other people. It'll be very exciting exploring next season, yeah. exploring all the healing and self-care that we can all do for ourselves. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, these were wonderful questions. Yes. I love you. Well, I love you. And I'll see you on season two. All right. <laughs> Yay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Stronger in the Broken Places is available everywhere you get podcasts. Find us on Instagram at Barb and Vicki G. This is not intended to be a substitute for therapy. We are not medical or legal experts. We share our journey only to entertain and inform. Remember to listen to each other. And be kind. <laughs>